Hello, good evening. I'm Lieutenant Agar Deman, part of the Red Guard. I'm just here to help secure the scene and take your statements about any sort of paranormal activities or attacks that may or may not have happened last night outside of your guild hall. To the best of your ability, can you please describe to me what happened earlier this evening? I would be happy to. My name is Sylvester Lynn. I am a member of the Golden Tree Guild. There was a man outside the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild under attack at approximately 2 a.m. this morning. We, the members of the Adventuring Guild, ran out to assist this man. Well, Mango and I, we heard this screaming coming from over the side of the guild hall. And and the, the bell went off and the alarms rang and it was a blah, blah, blah. It was, oh, it was terrifying. Picture a cloak made of jet blackness. A man was screaming. And this darkness was enveloping him. And then began to lift off the ground. There was this cloak of amorphous darkness that was corporeal and could interact with objects and was able to pull different mortals into and envelop it. Though I don't believe was able to fully envelop this town's guard. Edward was there to help and he was able to see it. Though not everyone can see it. Yeah, my my name is Edward. I I just joined the Red Guard here, actually. Yeah, uh, for, first patrol, if you believe it or not. Anyway, uh, it was terrifying. Uh, I mean, I've seen this thing or these things or, or whatever twice now, and I don't know if I'll ever forget the way it moved or looked or made those people feel. I believe he was in terror. I think this creature was showing him his greatest fear. We had encountered something similar on the road here. And I saw Sal run out. I saw Cass run out. Val was there too. And you could just hear this like whoosh and crack. And a big glowing chalice came over and smacked the darkness in the face. Ah, it was great. You should have been there. After a number of attempts to get him down, we were able to successfully subdue the attacker. However, it disappeared into the ground as best I can remember. Unfortunately, no traces were found despite our ongoing investigation. Oh, and when, and when it died, it disappeared. Ugh, I hate it when they do that. There's nothing to poke at afterwards. Now, when you say darkness, could you please describe in detail the perpetrator as best you can? The head of this creature was not like the fear deer. This was a goth moth. I'm sorry, I'm using a colloquial name. I believe the scientific name is actually a Saturnian pa, pa, pavonia. Saturnia pavonia. That is correct. Yep. We dubbed the one we fought earlier the Fear Deer. This one, I believe, was called a Goth Moth. I'm still waiting for the formal investigation to conclude, but I heard some of the other soldiers around me calling it a Goth Moth. Val seemed to think it was called a a Goth Moth. I like that name. Hello, everyone. 
everyone. Welcome to Reckless Attack. I am your humble dungeon master, Nathan. It is so lovely to once again greet you here in our, our humble Reckless Attack feed. Yay! Hi, Nathan! Yay! Hi, everyone! Oh, and, and by the way, what we're doing here, kind of what our whole deal is, is that we are a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast, and we actually play here on this on this podcast. Well, what? Um, sorry, we're not that was... some posers that don't actually play 5e and yet still talk about it. <laughs> I, we're, I, we're about 5e. We play it. I was, I was literally about to walk that back and be like, whoa, that was a little aggressive of me, and I really apologize. I don't mean that in any no, sort I'm of game. Calling, I'm way. calling people out. And then David's like, nah, we're, we're starting beefs tonight. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. And you know, I appreciate that energy. That's that's the kind of drive that'll if get If you us have the top. a problem, you can start your own D&D 5e actual play podcast <laughs> that's and come right. at us. And, yeah. then, and then tag us and then we'll listen to your product and maybe like it and boost and it you know so what? other people you know, will we, like we it. We might even come to your place and collaborate. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll guest star yeah. on it The only something. thing that would stop us and would be a And you can guest play. star with us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the power of Sixius has gone to his head. Yeah. <laughs> Not Cass's head, David. David, <laughs> David, David. You mean I can uh, name anything that I want? <laughs> this is why I need to make sure to run these ideas past me first. <laughs> and we were worried about our patrons to be able to throw in just weird, na- weird <laughs> meme names into our world. But no, the danger was at our table. Well, across, you- <laughs> across from us the whole time. Now you've, now you've set, the, set the bar. So, you know, anything else coming in from the Patreon is going to be, it's going to, it's going to be better They can only get dumber from here. Right. <laughs> that's the bar that you either need to shoot way above or way under. Right. We're not sure which yet. That's up to you. Maybe the name should go through me because I literally have no idea about any memes. Is that better or worse, though? I don't know. Are you more memes could yeah. get through, Actually, but I could we be could... like, this just sounds dumb. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> we might be weak to the meme. But yeah. be Why is this we, could, we could take the other end of that, and you could, you could, take, yeah. the, you could take the not knowing, and we'll yeah. take the we know, the we've group. seen everything. I still we've need to start much. my tally of... What I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, listener, uh, could you, first of all, start a new podcast wiki for us and catalog all of the various lore that we've already established? But also, could you create a wiki page for Sophie's long list of things that she needs to check out? Thank you. And we can add links so that you can actually see them. Yeah, yeah exactly. But speaking of Sophie... We are now several minutes into our recording and have not, <laughs> we barely said that we're a podcast, let alone done any sort of introduction. Although we have challenged all other yeah, podcasts. Right, that's true. <laughs> we, have, we have maybe birthed other podcasts <laughs> who, who will take up the gauntlet that we have thrown. I don't know. We'll find out at us on Twitter so we can be friends. Sophie, who are you? Hi, I'm Sophie <laughs> and I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain who... Has still so many things to do on her to-do list. <laughs> and and just the day just keeps getting complicated. Yeah, yep. it does. Though uh, she has been able to optimize her bed for snoozing. Oh, good. Optimization in all things mm-hmm. is key. Absolutely. Just as the player to my left has done. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan. I don't know who I am anymore. No, that's not true. Uh, it's, <laughs> I've lost all sense of identity. Right. I am only the frog. I had an idea. Yeah, right. And I, I inhabit the body of Checkers <laughs> in these moments. Um, but I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pal, Mango. Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Kaskarin, the Dwarven Warlock. I woke up this morning. It's pretty good. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Another day that I wake up is another great day. Yeah. That's, That's very fantastic. nice. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am currently dreading the inevitable body swap episode in which Jonathan and David 
their characters <laughs> switch bodies. And, uh, and then we have to, because they're twins, it'll be complicated. But I, I think that they can I, imitate each other pretty well. I, I don't, don't want to put the chaos energy that Jonathan has created into the hands of David. Right. <laughs> I don't, I think that David would just ascend right. to his highest form. <laughs> right. yes. And it just, everything would burn down. I mean, it would be very entertaining, but it would just... <laughs> for for the one episode of all we we so maybe, maybe, maybe for a finale. Yeah. We need to be in a mirror dimension. Yes. Right. yes. So where nothing actually yeah. gets hurt. Exactly. <laughs> where, where, exactly. Sel- where Selv has a goatee. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. uh, and I am playing Selv Asterlin, <laughs> the dragonborn monk, who is currently back at his... Pre fear, dear darkness, wisdom score. Hey, uh, after having normal self, after having slept, so the goober self will be toned down a little bit. <laughs> no, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he might actually, he might actually get some actual pearls of wisdom from him. Um, toned down, exciting. not gone. Okay, yeah, perfect. not gone, just toned down, undercover, as they say. Last time in Reckless Attack, you guys were attacked once more by a strange, shadowy creature. Some of you were able to damage it. Some of you were not. Mostly, it was Selv who was able to damage it, and you guys were able to fully damage it, I should say, and the rest of you were certainly able to do plenty of damage to it, just not as much damage as you would have liked, because uh, you really, as I recall, beat the ever-loving shit out of it, <laughs> um, in spite of that. As we said last time, the town guard was mustered to get your guys' statements, to get the statement of the individual who was attacked, to get the statement of Edward, who you had previously met on the road to Agmar. Didn't really do anything actionable, just kind of thanked you, cleaned up the scene, made sure the guy got home safe, and said, hey, someone's going to stop by in the morning to talk to you. You already knew that. You knew the shield. One of the undead centurion guards was probably going to be stopping by. And you also had heard that potentially the captain of the city guard might be coming by. But instead of those people, (laughs) a wild card was thrown into things. Last time we mentioned that this wild card was seated in your map room. We decided to change that. Instead, he would have been directed into the conference room that you guys kind of have for an interview, which is probably where you would take most of these sorts of cases. But sitting there is. A man-shaped individual, we'll say. Imagine Treebeard, but Mm -hmm. human-sized, who is wearing a hat and a trench coat and is leaning back in their chair looking over at you guys. This person, essentially, as you guys all walk in, you know, fresh-faced. Actually, prior to walking in, before we actually get in the group, after the whole interview with uh, with the guard, Selv will kind of collect the group as we're walking mm. in and just just as we're walking in in case or in case anybody had missed Selv's actual interview with the guard mm-hmm. he'll kind of stop everybody and say I wonder how that creature got in to Agmar mm-hmm. it got in past the walls did it come in with us or was it brought in by someone in the caravan excellent questions maybe it I don't know in. they had big wings and stuff I was that wait. Did it have wings? It didn't have wings. Well, it Uh, it was flying though. Yeah, this one was it. It did and it didn't. It was an amorphous blob, certainly, and it flew, but it was. It wasn't like full moth. No, it didn't have. It almost didn't have distinct features. But imagine kind of a blob outline of a moth, sort of much, much, much looser, much less defined, but like almost like melted wings. Exactly. You could where like you squinted and you call, you see the moth things and you're like, okay, I can see that's sort of like a glorpy moth 
that is also it's a moving more, more in three dimensions. Of, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. But it, it was not flapping wings. It wasn't anything. It was mm. almost just like levitating, mm. but had this strange, horrific shape. Okay. So that's something we need to watch out for. Mm-hmm. We'll have to keep an eye out and see if any of the other guard report anything from other areas of the city. There that's might be smart. more than one that showed up last night. I don't know if I mentioned, but there was uh, fear-inducing while I was in the darkness. So it was probably the same thing that happened to the guard. Maybe fear of heights or flying or something. Can you expand on the fear-inducing part? It took something that uh, I was afraid of and made me feel it. And I'm so- trying to figure out the appropriate, like, yeah, I can't just non-judgmental, like, non, not judgmental, but like emotionally intelligent way to ask self what he's afraid of in this yes. moment right yes. now. And I, Sophie, don't have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that you can be like, Val asks. Yeah, Val <laughs> asks in an emotionally intelligent way. Hey, self, what are you afraid of? Yes. <laughs> and what did the fear, dear darkness, do so, to you? Um, self looks a little uncomfortable. And just kind of says in a very, very low, quiet voice. It was, uh, I was trapped and enclosed, no way out. And then he kind of, that's, that's, he kind of shuts down after that. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, he just keeps walking towards the, the guild hall. Thank you for sharing. So. Well, hopefully whoever came to visit us will have more insight on what happened yesterday. I can't imagine him showing up as a coincidence. One way to find out as Val walks into the conference room mm-hmm. as I mimic a jaunt. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sitting in your conference room, again, is this individual. It's a pretty tall creature, but stands up and fills a portion of this otherwise relatively plain room. So uh, taller than Selv or um, around that height? It is, it is tall human sized. Okay. So you give or take but not like a giant individual. All of its skin just appears to be bark. It even has kind of that tree beard, mossy beard on it, but is looking at you with these very intense, intent eyes and says, Hello there. Name's Alarith. Always nice to meet new guilders here in the city. Val will walk up and shake Alarith's hand, or she'll outstretch her hand for a handshake. Alarith takes it heartily and it is a an, a handshake unlike you've ever had because there's no pressure as it grasps your hand it just envelops it doesn't like suck it in or whatever mm-hmm. but it just wraps around your hand and there's no squeeze to it mm-hmm. it just is like holding a tree branch that's just in and around your hand but cool shakes it and nods Cascrin exchanges pleasantries too and is like Alarith what can the golden tree do for you this fine morning? Before, like, just to set Val's scene, <laughs> she has gone to, like, a not, not the head of the table, like, kind of off to the side in the conference room with a, a clean notebook <laughs> Got out it. and is ready to take notes. And, yeah, and Selv will also, will bow and introduce himself. My name is Selv Asterlin. A pleasure. He nods at you. Eh. <laughs> And, and Checkers is, like, kind of sleepily laying on Mango right now. 
so Mango and Checkers wouldn't be sitting down in a chair, but they would just be sort of off to the side. Eh, Checkers, Mango, Junior. The new golden tree. Interesting. Well, I heard that there was some interesting activity outside of your hall last night. Indeed. Yes, there was a Gothmoth attack that... I'm sorry, Gothmoth is not very accurate, descriptive, it's a colloquial term. But yes, there was an aberration that attacked Townsguard last night. We have given our formal report to the Red Guard already. I'm sure that you could easily get any information from them. Indeed. Let's just say I already have. But what I'm interested in is you said you got attacked two days ago on the road. Yes. And you're here and up and around and fine, I suppose. I am healed, if that is what you mean. Well, I got a client and another individual who aren't. I'm sorry to hear that. That is unfortunate. After they were attacked from the same ambitions? I don't like to speculate too much. Suffice it to say, strange creatures that caused immense fear that were seemingly made out of darkness and skull have preyed upon two other people here in the city of Agmar the last few days. Hmm. Were there any other occurrences yesterday? Or was that the only one that you're aware of? It's the only one I'm aware of. It's a big city, though. Hard to track. Not everything gets reported. And maybe we've only heard from the alive ones. But three days ago, and he holds up gnarled fingers, three days ago, the man who hired me, a merchant, was attacked. He, luckily, had some guards nearby who were able to, we'll say, save him. But he's only just now getting up and around. Two days ago, a librarian was walking home with her boyfriend after a long shift at the library, and she is still, last I heard, unconscious in the medical center. Now Mm. I'm hearing the next day, something else happened on the road to you all. And then last night, another attack. My employer, my client rather, has tasked me to figure out what's going on. I'm the kind of individual who, much like you all, I wouldn't say solves problems, learns about problems. I observe, I watch, outside of the town guard, with the town guard. You have the reports for all the other attacks. I do, or I've looked at them. You can't really just walk out with those sorts of things. That's fair. I'll be back in a moment. Selv will actually go, and he will go get the map of the city that we were given when we came in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think that also had some of the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. And get a a quill and a little inkwell and come back in and uh, kind of just put the map down on the table and say, where were the attacks again? I think I know what you're you're asking. I had wondered too, some sort of pattern, some sort of central location where it might be located. Yes, yes, yes. And I had my hopes, especially when I heard tonight, or when I heard about last night. But then I also heard... About you, miles from here. But, in case you all are smarter than I am or see a different pattern, here's you, and he draw he he points down. Here was the attack up in your district last night. 
The next attack? Two days ago. The librarian. Actually happened to be walking back in this direction. But it happened outside of the Church of the Thirteen. My client lives in the Uptown District. Here. And again, points. Kind of to the north side of the city. And then you... And he just kind of trails his long finger down off the map. Further, further down here somewhere. And who is your client, Mr. Alareth? I don't mean to to seem rude, but you have more information than us. You have our formal report. Why come to us? Well, I'll answer your questions in reverse order. I came to you because you're Gilders. The town guard, they're very good. They have a few people who are arcanely inclined. But inside the walls of Agmar, these sorts of things don't happen all that often. There are a lot of good men and women and folks on that squad, but this is a little outside of their capabilities. So, I often find myself partnering with individuals such as yourselves. Now, why you in particular? Well, because you witnessed this creature not once, but twice. But I wanted to also just interview you, get a look at you. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Dark Dice is a critically acclaimed actual play podcast brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. With over 20 awards in sound design, Dark Dice brings its horror-themed campaigns to life with snappy combats, terrifying monsters, and tons of original music. Each episode is only 45 minutes long and features an all-star cast of seasoned role players and first-time players alike including folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Start with Season 1 and follow the adventurers on their quest to investigate a doppelganger, or jump into Season 2 and listen to a new story about a terrible, corrupting sound that infects all who hear it. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? Can I roll an insight check as he's talking? Absolutely. Uh, check. I want to check if he thinks that we brought these things to the city. 
Because mm-hmm. when we when we, when he first started talking, it was like you guys were outside, you got attacked. Now you're in here, and you got attacked. What's going on? And so I want to make sure he's not like insinuating we're the issue. Can Val do a more general vibe check of would he be a good partner to work with? Uh, good. Good how? Good in the sense that he would openly share information and mm. would not try to undermine our efforts. Got it. Yeah. And I think that's reasonable, especially in the context of you interacting with him and he telling you this information freely, certainly. So while you roll. Uh, 20. Mm. 13. Okay. 13. That is enough to say that he doesn't seem to be directly suspecting you guys as having brought anything in. Okay. He said essentially like, well, there were attacks well before you guys got in here and he somehow knew when you guys were here, but no, he is there asking questions of you and kind of getting a read on you. And potentially if you are willing to help and interested in helping, then maybe a deal can be made for the vibe check. You get the sense that he is a professional. He's kind of your PI type where he has a job. He is an employer and he has a goal. And with all of those variables, there may be things that might be left unsaid. But maybe he also seems he's already telling you a lot of information Mm -hmm. and is asking you a lot of questions and seems to be interested in your experience and even in partnering. So would he outright lie? Or, wow, <laughs> out, <laughs> would he outright lie to you? Hard to say. You rolled really well. He seems to be very forthcoming. Would he maybe not tell you something? Would he maybe massage the truth? Would he? Would he claim professional discretion? Potentially. Okay. But at least he's telling you stuff, and he seems to be forthright. Mm-hmm. Checkers kind of sleepily, you know, gets up from Mango and just asks, have you talked to any other guilds about this? No. I came straight to you all, in part because, well, you have the most experience. And even if you weren't interested in the job, whatever that job may be, then I figured I'd be able to get a little bit more information from you. Nice. We got dibs. I've talked to my client. I haven't been able to talk to the librarian. I haven't stopped by to see if she is awake yet. And then, you all. Mm-hmm. How long did it take your client to recover? Well, he was able to hire me the next day. He was awake enough. He was out of it. He was definitely shaken. But, I'm afraid this other individual did not have the luxury of an armed guard. And the last two attacks didn't have the luxury of being surrounded by the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild. Hmm. What? Was the change noticed in your employer from before the attack to after? How is he mending? So I hadn't worked with this individual before. Mm -hmm. I have a small reputation in the city in certain circles. But my understanding is essentially just he's a man who's experienced something traumatic. Mm -hmm. And even with the most resolute of wills of minds, going through something as terrifying as it seemed to have been to him will change you, even for a little while. Mm-hmm. And also, so we 
We even further that the client is the merchant yes. that was originally attacked. Okay. Yeah, I think Albert actually just stated that. Did he? I think yeah. so. I'm, I missed that. Sorry. Sorry, could you say that again? I, I didn't know who the client was. Yes. So it's the merchant. Okay. E- exactly. Got it. Alareth, did you happen to get descriptions of any of the other darkness creatures? I did. What's the nicest way to say this? My client, and I hope you appreciate that I am divulging this information to you as it is, it will become very clear that it's a little vulnerable. When this thing attacked him, it was also kind of a strange amorphous creature, much like you mentioned had some sort of mammalian skull, like a deer, a cow, something, though no horns, interestingly. Let's just say it gave him the sensation when it attacked of certain things inside of him being taken. And I can go into more graphic detail if you'd prefer, but let's yeah, just say... Yeah, we're going to need it. It felt like he lost his lunch and all the things that go into digesting your lunch. He's fine. There were no actual wounds. But it sure apparently didn't feel like it. So he felt as though he was disemboweled? Yes. Something being taken from him. Hmm. Okay. So it seems like another deer-like creature. Potentially a cow. Potentially a cow. Without horns. Yeah, had had some other sort of fear effect on this guy. Mm-hmm. Indeed. The librarian, well, it's interesting, and I've been thinking about it all morning. It's very similar to your experience, Mr. Astrolin, in that she was also enveloped. But what her boyfriend reported her screaming was about how dark it was. And he said that she was terrified of the dark. And that's why he was walking her home. What animal appeared? Did the boyfriend say? He said he didn't get a great look at it, but that one appeared to be a similar skull, but with bull horns. Mm-hmm. Now again, I don't know if these are separate creatures. I haven't heard, nor have there been any other attacks reported from the town guard as far as I can tell. But I don't know if they're all the same creature, if they're different creatures, different types of the same creature. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, is there anyone else in the room? Is Berga or Taroth here? Probably not. Okay. I think kind of the professional procedure would be to let you guys handle it unless you call Berga or whoever in. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Knowing these animals, are they part of any like animal grouping in the larger world or culture? Like I'm thinking like, are these like part of the zodiac or totally. like an astrological sign? Would Val know that? First of all, you should roll something. Guidance. History? Seems reasonable. I would say history. Religion? Religion. Either of those I think I'd be cool with. Um, I will note that I have the sage background, which does something. <laughs> <laughs> that might be for research. Feature, yeah. researcher. I mean, yes, but like could come in yeah. handy. Exactly. 18. So what did you roll on? What what skill did you roll? Well, history and religion are the same, but I was looking at history. What I would say is that there is no direct monster or direct anything that you kind of immediately would be able to point at. Mm -hmm. But you would know 
that a lot of monsters have those sorts of abilities and effects on people Mm -hmm. um, or embody those sorts of ideas, whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whatever, are very personified by that. So you would probably know that if you found the right tome, the right bit of research, Mm -hmm. you might be able to find something. But it's just like, okay, cool. I I see the direction it is. I identified this as an aberration. I kind of get the sense of like where this is. You would know how to go about trying to find it if that information exists in a place like I a library found or whatever. the thread. Ex- exactly. I need to pull. Exactly. Cool. So are we classifying these two as unfine bovines? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Alarith looks at you. <laughs> do, you, do you know what these things are? Or? There just seems to be a theme... We've been calling the one from last night a goth moth. Yes, that was um, interestingly in all of your reports. I will note that I did give the scientific name of the moth, but that does not help us identify the actual creature. Yes, that was in there as well. I don't know if they spelled it right, but yes. I can go and talk to Jack and we'll have it corrected. So this is a world question. Do guilds get hired for this stuff? Do we have to, like, I'm wondering if he's going to be like, I'm, I'm going to hire you guys to do this for me. Or if we're like, or we if will we're just going to collaborate. Yeah, we're just going like, to This is where we get into the subcontractor contract yeah, exactly, of exactly. the world of Rixia. No, so essentially, guilders in most places, especially if you're a licensed guild, are given a pretty wide berth okay. of what they are, quote unquote, allowed to do or how they enter contracts or, you know, whatever legal nitty gritty there is, because kind of the assumption is like, OK, cool. You are essentially endorsed by this organization. You have been trained. They are staking their reputation that you will be good representatives of their brand and they have let you in so that you basically you guys are already kind of pre-approved to as long as you're not like tearing things apart to kind of do whatever yeah okay you're wondering if we're getting paid no i'm just wondering <laughs> if we're getting hired or if this is like he's telling like alarith is telling us this and we're like okay cool we'll we'll do what we want yeah. it sounds like a collab it can yeah. it can it can be either what you cast would know and what you guys would know is you haven't talked specifically about that kind of thing yet mm-hmm. uh and he is kind of floated like well if, if this is a job if we do whatever or whatever yeah. he's kind of like dangled the hook out there but at minimum he's gotten information from you so it's already a win in his book but also now if he can Mm. get some guilders involved he's he seems to be open to yeah okay i'm just imagining the end of the conversation like he leaves and we discuss and we're like oh we should go take care of this and it's not like he gave us money so we're doing this now yeah okay Mm. got it val will gently close her notebook put both hands on the table slide her chair back stand up and say alarth if you could give us a few minutes to discuss. We will be right back. Absolutely. And Val will walk out the door, assuming everyone will follow yeah. her. Yeah. Castron he, gives that little bit of like a, like not just questioning look and then follows. Mm-hmm. Sal will stand up to leave and then kind of turn around and say, can we bring you anything to eat or drink? Don't need it. Thank you though. <sighs> File that away for later. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'll head out and follow Val. Mango just flops over. (laughs) I was just wondering what we thought and if we would like to work with... I literally just said his name five seconds. Alareth. You all just said a different name. (laughs) Alareth. Alareth. I think it sounds fun. 
So that's a yes? I mean, I don't think we can keep letting people get attacked that we know are in danger. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. True. But I think he gave us the option of a direct collaboration or both working on it separately. We need to build our allies here as well. So a collaboration would be better. I think, if he's, I think if he's coming to us, then let's work with him. He's got information. He's got connections here in the city. Sounds perfect. I agree. We'll go back in and confirm. Agreed. Cast, take the lead. <laughs> Golden tree on three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Golden tree. <laughs> the, the, the time-honored, passed-down tradition dating back millennia. I get, I could just like if we we don't go too far. So like you know, but the the door to the conference room is still open, and they, he, he just hears like he, he just hears oh, golden tree. <laughs> Alareth, thank you for coming and sharing this information with us. We will do some investigation from our side, but we hope that we can work together. As far as I'm concerned, people's lives are in danger, and we need every resource to be stopped. Exactly. And we need to know how they got in. And we need to know how to get them out. And how many there are. Green. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go check to see if the librarian is conscious. And go from there. Maybe there is something Val can do for her as well. Yes, I'm happy to come and see if there's anything I can do to help. Well, if you'd like, you can go talk to the librarian as well. Oh, I was let assuming me, I would join you. Let me say that differently. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> when are you going to talk to the librarian? Yeah, right. <laughs> Doing my job for me. Great. Deleted. <laughs> he says, uh, yes, if, uh, if you'd like to. Happy to have another pair of ears. Yes. More than welcome to join. I am... No, I said that differently. I said that the wrong way, too. We're doing great tonight, everybody. It's an energy. I would be happy to join you, Alaroth. Val doesn't say it in that weird, loud tone that Sophie did. <laughs> she says it like a normal person. A, a normal Val. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a good spot. Does your client, the merchant, does he need any any help, any assistance? Is he doing okay? No, I think he would rather retain as much privacy as he can. Okay. He is, I will tell you, a major merchant here in the city, and has plenty of business interests that he would prefer not know that he is temporarily unavailable. Understood. I hope that all of these things are related, connected somehow, so that we can find a pattern and hopefully stop it. But, like you said, there's more research, more investigations to, do, to be done. I've been... Authorized to advance you 50 gold pieces, just as a retainer, and an additional 100 gold pieces upon whatever we'll say we deem a completion of this is. Now, there's not a lot of investigating to do right now. It's a lot of waiting until maybe nightfall. I'm going to go interview, if I can, the librarian over at the medical center. But... Other than that, how about we plan to meet later this evening? Go over anything we've learned, if at all, and figure out a plan to try and stop whatever the next attack might be. 
meet us back here around sundown. That sounds perfect. Sounds like a plan, Alarath. I like it. Just uh, out of curiosity, do we have a like a tally of our coffers of what is going into the guild? You do? You got okay. Sophie does. Sophie okay. held up a piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> that was no way helpful to the yeah. podcast. Nope. I, I mean I, right. I, I have I have what we have what we've collected in my notes as well, so but I don't there, have it all in one place. We got 150 gold pieces from the bronze maces. Then we each got 15 gold pieces from for going into the city. Right. Spent all of that on jerky. That's true. You didn't tell us how much jerky costs. <laughs> no, we'll 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 figure that tell uh, out. Probably at least five gold pieces <laughs> each. Fair. Um so yes, there is like two hundred gold pieces okay. in the I, gr- I'm considering it group coffers. Yeah. yeah. Checkers doesn't get this money, it goes directly into Val's hands. Checkers would actually just hand it to you because he doesn't want to carry any money around. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and we and I'll we... put a separate checkers has a separate drawer in the desk of doing that checkers money and if he ever needs money i'll can it, tell him where can that it is please be a little bag with like a that's like a frog that yeah. has a little clasp on little it frog, frog i will coins. tell yeah. checkers he gets to choose his own money purse and he can design it however he wants nice so checkers put that on your to-do list however you <laughs> manage your to-dos whatever your to-do system is it is what it is <laughs> it just does yeah it's just i do them Alarith nods courteously at all of you and tips his hat. And instead of walking out the door, he actually takes a backward step through the wooden walls of this room and disappears into it. Oh, cool. Val just like puts both hands on the table and stares mm. at where he disappeared from for at ha- least 30 seconds. We're going to have to up security. Kaskrin gives looks at Sal with that same look. I'm <laughs> like, we're going to have to do something about that. <laughs> that was cool. Val, can I learn how to do that? Once I learned how to do that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he demonstrated our the flaw in our security, yeah, yeah, right. but now we have to figure out how to fix it. Line all the walls with metal. <laughs> Lead? <laughs> so, Alarith is gone, and the only mortals left in the room are your fellow guilders. What do you do or want to do? I will go with Alaroth to interview, hopefully, the librarian. And I also have a few other to-dos today. Uh, so, one of them is taking a look at the vault, so we can do that. Uh, right away, and then I can meet Alaroth later to talk to the librarian. Indeed. Whichever works out best for you, I will wait to go to the vault until you are ready. I have a, a few errands to do today, too. Uh, there's a little bit more of the city I'd like to explore while we have some time. A couple of envelopes I've got to send, so. Ooh, Cass, are you going to the post office? Yeah, check out going to the post office. I'm going to come with. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you send mail? Well, Beringa said that she didn't know if you could send people through the mail. So I'm going to find out. And actually, Selv, Selv will point at Checkers and say, wherever you get sent to, I still expect you back here by sundown. <laughs> uh, if timing works out, I too have it on my to-do list at the post office, but I can go by myself later if the timing doesn't work out. I can take it for you if you want. Thank you. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'll, right. I'll hand deliver it to Agmar. My, or to, uh, to, to Agmar. Yeah. 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 I did it. <laughs> Checkers, <laughs> that's the return address. <laughs> Our stalwart adventurers get up from the table and go about their business, which is where we'll pick up next week. Thanks for listening, and see you all then. Yay! 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 <laughs>